Welcome to the Make Moves podcast. I'm your host, Jess. Conversations with entrepreneurs, health and fitness experts, beauty and wellness gurus. We're talking about all the things that make us human. Let's get right into it. Hello, Ken. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Jess. Absolutely. Um, so you are the amazing owner of Ken Pilates. And how long have you guys been open for? So I opened here at 706 in Hoboken almost a year. This was February of 2023. So it's been a great journey. Congratulations. That's a Thank huge you. milestone. A year is there's a lot of things that come up like come up within a year. <laughs> yes, fire extinguisher. It's my new role. <laughs> Just run and then turn off the fire. <laughs> yes, lots of fires, I'm sure. How did you get into Pilates? Yeah, so I got trained way back in college um, at Rutgers. They were offering the Polestar certification. Uh, my mentor, Kim, it was very post-rehabilitation-oriented. And the whole goal for it at the beginning was for me to just better my dancing. So I went to school for dance. And that's how I started seeing people doing it. And I remember seeing this beautiful 65-year-old ballet dancer doing her Pilates in the morning. And I was like, what is she doing that I should be doing? And that was my first, like, you know, visual of somebody practicing. And yeah, yeah. it's been stuck with me ever since. And so dance, so you went to school for dance. When did you start getting into dancing then? There is so much going around right now. I think I had multiple friends and family members get uh, COVID, get the flu, get the cold within the last couple of weeks. And I've actually been exposed to the flu and to COVID now three times. Um, and I haven't gotten sick at all. In fact, I've been feeling amazing and that's because I'm taking Armra every single day. So I take like a pretty big spoonful, usually at night. It's kind of like, it's become this ritual for me. It's like I take my Armra, I, I make my tea and I just, I kind of look forward to the flavor of it. I don't know why, but I just really, really love the, um, it's like the natural flavor and I just love it so much. I know that you guys probably already know this, but in case you haven't heard, colostrum is a dairy superfood produced by all mammals in the first like 48, 72 hours after giving birth. So it's like the first nutrition that we receive as babies from our mothers and it contains everything that we need to survive um, and kind of protect uh, the barriers, strengthen our um, immunity, etc., etc. So it's liquid gold um, and Armra has found a way to use bovine colostrum so that we adults can get the benefits from it. One thing that I really love about Armra and their colostrum specifically is that they responsibly source it um, and they believe that the calves always come first. So they get their colostrum from cows um, and they really put the calves, the babies first. Cows just naturally produce way more colostrum than their calves need when they're born. 
So the surplus is usually just a waste product in the dairy industry, but Armra has found a way to collect that. And so instead of it being a waste product, now we humans can use it um, and get all of the benefits from it. So I get the immune revival and the unflavored flavor. Now you guys, the bulk jar, it is a little bit pricey, but for instance, I got the bulk jar back at the beginning of November and I'm still not even halfway through it and it's mid-January. So it lasts a long time um, and Make Moves listeners are gonna get 10% off. So you're gonna use code MAKEMOVES10 at checkout. You'll go to tryarmra.com, use code MAKEMOVES10 to get 10% off your order and that will get you free shipping as well. So highly recommend getting the bulk jar of Immune Revival. I love just taking it as a spoonful and kind of letting it melt in my mouth. It's honestly so delicious. I look forward to it every single day and I swear on my life that this has been keeping me from getting sick. Like I said, I've been exposed several times to COVID, to the flu, and I have not gotten sick at all. Um, so highly recommend this, especially during this season, but it's great for year round, uh, just immunity building, keeping everything uh, nice and strong and healthy. So that's what Springs Cloak is. And we use this brain boards, which are, um, they were designed by Elle, I believe her name is, and at the Balance Body was producing them and um, Merit, and then we customize our, so that they fit our class and needs. So pretty yeah. much those bring from the towers and you attach them to the wall. So you have this pulley system, almost like the reformer, but mm -hmm. a little safer for people that have a hard time or vertigo or going up and down. So it's a pretty cool device. Yeah, it's amazing. And so just for listeners, it's like this contraption that attaches to the wall and yes. then you have the springs or the pulley, like pulley system that's attached mm -hmm to that, right? And then you can yes. kind of move them up and down. Yes, so the handles and the straps, which we usually see on the reformer, mm -hmm. um, are at the end of the springs and you can just go through all the numbers. So we can get resistance from different levels, which is a great, it's a great. Time. Yeah. Uh, what have you, or how do you incorporate the cross training then? So I sit down with my instructors. They all come from different backgrounds. This is when I first started um, training. They're all fitness oriented, but they all have different backgrounds. We have Matthew, who's a swimmer. Um, Sonny is, uh, he's the star of like crunch fitness, teaching every method of group fitness that you can think of. So even Sina at some point was here at the beginning, who's an amazing instructor at Tremble. You should go, I'll check her out. So she uses the mega former and she has a way of fishing. And then I have my yoga instructor. I have um, Taylor who runs track. So I take all of their information while we're crafting their routines. I just like make yeah. sure that they're good. And then um, I see what they have to say. And then I test it out within my private clients. And then from there, I bring it out to the masses. So it's a bunch of trial and error to see what works and what doesn't. So sometimes we're warming up shuffling sometimes we're warming up with, with some yoga um yeah I love that yeah I think I think Pilates lays such a great foundation but after you have done it for a long time 
or if you just want to, you don't want to necessarily do it every single day. It's nice to sprinkle in some yoga, some cardio, some strength exercises to like kind of dip, get those different body groups, different muscles yeah. going, you know, yeah. I love I that. Myself, I myself get really bored easily. That's why I yeah. do new routines all the time. I was like, I'm going to stop spending money and then I buy something new. But I gotta, <laughs> if I'm in the studio every day, I need to stay entertained somehow. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. So can you then walk me through starting or opening Ken Pilates? What was that entire process oh. like? God, it traces back to like 2020, um, right at COVID. I was yeah. I had my personal Instagram. It all started from Instagram. I had my personal Instagram account and I was just pumping content here and there. But then as soon as you take away, I was working at Creative Court in New York at the time and Core Pilates, I think CP Burn Pilates, and they call it Core Burn Pilates now. Um, and was I still at Equinox? I think I was still at Equinox. And then all of a sudden, COVID went down. I had to just get really savvy with technology, which used to be my biggest nightmare. Now I'm out here like <laughs> running different software. So I don't know how that happened. And, <laughs> and it was the smartest thing to change my Instagram handle to Ken Pilates because that's the content that I kept pushing out there. And mm -hmm. then I took it upon myself to host live stream classes. I even had an on-demand program at some point. I did everything I could to maintain clientele and yet pay for my bills. And because it wasn't just um, Pilates that was gone. It was also dance, which was also a big part of my income at the time. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I changed into Ken Pilates, I think that's when my career path began to making this a full-time career even just teaching more. Um, mm -hmm. Then I moved to Hoboken after COVID, left, left, um, left Chelsea. It was just, on the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then um, once I came here, I had my second bedroom and I turned it into a private space. So I was mm. seeing some clients online and then I got people recommending me other people in and then I started to build a clientele in the area in my, my home. Um, then it was time to just grow out of there and sign a lease somewhere and just do my thing. Wow. So <laughs> <laughs> It has been a journey. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So yeah. you were full-time like dance and teaching and yeah. then COVID hit you had to take things online I feel like so many of us had to do the same yeah so then you want to kind of open your studio because you're doing privates how are you able to find a space um what is that whole thing yeah, like? I landed literally almost 10 days from today on my birthday last year um I remember talking to a client one of my private clients here and I just kept passing by this location what used to be a med spa and mm. it was so sexy like I just loved the entrance it was such a sexy location it was such a good storefront and I just yeah. kept saying I want this if they ever close I'm gonna get this all of a sudden they close and I found out through my private client here in my second bedroom that she knows the owner 
So it was a smooth transition to just take over that lease and move there, which is a few buildings down my apartment that also made oh, it wow. very convenient. <laughs> yeah. It was it was what did it? I don't think it was in my cards to own ever a group fitness space, but it's the way that things are meant to be and it just happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. And then, so you open, how do you start? You obviously have some private clients already, but how do you kind of get the word out there? Are you just social media? Yes. I was all over social media for this. I was on local Facebook groups. Hoboken is a very small town, so word spread very easily. Um, ended up also spumping ads everywhere, inviting friends over. I was trying to bring in local influencers. I was trying to collaborate with other businesses. It was just never yeah. ending work. Um, and then Calaspas was the last like thing. Like once we were there, it opened up the doors to a lot of like fitness enthusiasts in the area. And yeah. here we are. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what a journey. What has been, what's been the hardest part of owning this business? Separating myself from it. <laughs> <laughs> knowing that my business does not define me. And then also knowing um, when to take, time for myself because I'm so used to having a boss and my biggest thing is learning when to stop working like I gained weight over this year and which I've now dropped it because now the studio's being better taken care of um putting an amazing beautiful staff together I'm able to like give back to myself and get back to me and return to myself and finding a routine you kind of lose sense of routine so the hardest thing was separating myself from it overall just making sure I'm getting the rest and fuel and exercise and you know and being on top of my health that yeah was... how long did it yeah how long did it take to get to kind of realize that you needed to separate <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I've always had a hot girl summer my whole since I can remember <laughs> and as soon as I didn't have my hot girl summer this summer it was somewhere during August I said no more I need to um, make sure that I enjoy life it's and at its fullest even if I'm building something I need to keep building myself up so that was a big realization yeah. summer I just didn't have a summer <laughs> oh. yeah when you realize that you haven't gone on any trips you haven't gone to any pool parties you haven't done anything I look down I'm gaining weight I'm like I, I looked I'm literally was a physical an outer body experience at some point looking at myself in the mirror and going who is this mm -hmm. like what happened to Ken <laughs> yeah um, but it was sacrifice and it was, it's, it's been pretty fulfilling and worth it. Good. And are you still dancing while you are owning the studio? Yes. I mean, a lot of things. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm slowly, um, well, I work for some of my friends. They have some companies like Toka Moves by Camille Martin. She's an amazing, lovely soul sister. 
Um, Adriana Thompson, she's based in San Francisco and she'll be doing a season here next year. So I jump on projects of people that know me and know that my schedule is, <laughs> yeah. it could, anything could change at any moment. Um, I, I don't think I can like hop on a Beyonce tour like that. That train has sailed yeah. <laughs> Just because I need to be here, even though, you know. Um, and then I do a lot of other work in town when it comes to the arts. I'm in the arts advisory committee here in Hoboken. Um, just just really helping people out as much as I can. Wow. So okay, so you're involved in a lot, and you talked a little <laughs> bit about needing time for yourself. How do you schedule that in? Like, what does a day look like in your life? Something that I've seen that works best is me not being in charge of my own workouts uh, and not working out at the studio. I know I'm very privileged and blessed to have a space with, with tower and reformers that I can go in and work out. But as soon as I lay down there, I like start cleaning or like start moving things around, yeah. things need to get done. So making sure I have a trainer or making sure that I have a, a class to get to. So like literally like what my clients do, I so outsource it from for myself. And for me, it's also a way of continuing my education. I told my trainer, Will, oh. who's amazing. I tell him, listen, I know nothing. I'm a canvas. <laughs> Imagine that I have nothing to do with fitness. I just want to feel like a novice. And that way I can step out of my own mind and listen to what I'm learning so that I can learn. And that way I don't even think about my phone and emails. So having a trainer is really great. Scheduling date night is really great. Yeah. <laughs> um, making sure that my partners, I have made time for him. And then my friends, I'm still working on that one, but a lot of them, they will, they will come and see me at the studio or hire most of them. So they're, they're around. That's sweet. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of things to keep balls in the air. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think that's such a good point about instructors not forgetting that there is still a lot to learn, even after you've been teaching for years and years. Yeah, I love that idea of outsourcing your own movement to a trainer, to a class, because there's always something you can learn. Even if even if you go take a Pilates class, um, you can learn a new move or a new way of doing something from a different teacher that you might not have seen before. So I and absolutely trust, love that. And trust their process and their expertise. I feel like a lot, now I see this happening often with um, contemporary Pilates practitioner, but the classical side of Pilates tends to like have in a certain way. But you kind of need to just wipe out what you know, or else no information yeah. will come in. Um, it's and then you'll see how motor control and how the um neuroplasticity takes into effect. Like your body start mm -hmm. to like find new new ways of moving that you've never thought. I never I've been working my booty forever. And I just discovered a new part of it that's been sore for a week. I was like, I never, for a second after it was my lower back and I was going to kill my trainer. Then I'm like, wait, this is like, it's my butt. I just never exercised it there in my whole years of being active. So there's always something new to learn. I think that's 
that's the best thing. Just wipe down your mind and act like you know nothing and learn yeah. from others. Yes, absolutely. Um, you mentioned your partner. Did you have a partner when you opened the studio and how has that been kind of, cause I know for me, I'm like married to my own business, but I also am married to my partner and it's like, there's a delicate balance there. Oh yeah. Oh, it is. I, I was wanted to kill him that first week, but no, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, 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 he's been very supportive. I think, I think our relationship started from us knowing from the get go, like what we're it, what we are. I'm yeah. like, listen, I'm kind of, I'm a Capricorn, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I am all about my back. I want to build something for myself and my family. So these are my plans and goals in life. And he, amazing person, Matthew, jumped in and said, I'm here for a challenge. Let's do it. Um, so we had our, we learned a lot throughout the process. Um, and it all came down to communication. And also, now, like, because I tend to be very bossy, clearly, <laughs> um, my whole job now to do that, um, I'm learning from past mistakes, not even with him, just even past partners. Like, I, there's, don't I don't need to ask them for anything. I don't don't involve them. Like you keep your business with for yourself, yeah. and then there's something that they're excited about. Like I remember for the longest, Matthews like I lighting up when we were writing the signs out for the mm -hmm. business outside. Let him do that. Let him yeah. do that. Like let your partner find the Simon thing within your business because. It, your business is a whole child is now part of your family. And of course, like you expect that support. Um, but I think not micromanaging or like saying, because mm -hmm. like things a certain way, this is how we should do it. Just letting him, he, once again, that idea of unlearning comes in again, just like, okay, I know I'm an expert on my field, but what do you bring in and how do you want to do it? And he has a full-time job. What does your schedule allows you to do? Um, yeah. That's like, don't, I cannot ask. I understanding that my business is literally mine and I'm full responsibility of it. And then given the time and space that he need for me as a partner and yeah. also just communicating and letting him do the things for the business that are exciting for him to do. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think it can be easy to come home from a long day or have something stressful going on and being like, just kind of dump it on your partner or yeah, whatever. And it's like, I love your point about inviting them in, but in areas that they're interested in. So if you're working on something and they're really in like, the design of the interior or I don't know, something like that. And they're really into that. You'd be like, oh, I think we're going to redo this wall. And if they're interested, then, oh yeah, let's talk about that more. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I have to like, I have to be careful sometimes about not just wanting to talk about the business all the time. Same. And, and, but then again, it's accepting that like this business is here to stay yeah. and and it's part of our life and it's all I got right now. So you need to take that business thing. Like it's also your kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 
uh, it also comes, I mean, what's really helpful for uh, my partner is that his career is so completely different than mine. He's a software engineer. So, mm-hmm. which funny enough, before I opened this studio, I was having a whole life crisis and <laughs> I'm done standing up. I just want to sit down. And then I started um, getting my iOS developer certification with him. Oh, wow. But that's when I knew, okay, if <laughs> I... This opening a studio cannot be this hard. Like, I do not want to code. And, but being on his shoes and, like, learning his language, literally and knowing what he does, lets me have an active um conversa- active conversation of, like, okay, I know what you're going through at work, and now you can let me know what's up, bend towards me, let it out, because he's going to have stuff that he's want to let in. But I'm glad I'm able to, like, understand his language and what yeah. he does. Um, and then mm, tomorrow it's my turn. So it's it's your day, let it out. And then today is my, you know. Yeah. Finding that balance. Like, cause, cause it's, it's nice when your partners are to listen to you when you're trying to, you know, manage. Cause that's the person that is the closest to you. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times they have really good feedback. They're able to like see you from the outside and they know like a lot about what's on the inside, but they're able to kind of point things out that maybe you can't see in yourself, you know? Yeah. And vice versa. Um, Yeah. It's constant. <laughs> Unlearning is the biggest lesson. It's the, the most learning you could ever do. Um, you, you, we can get easily so stuck within our habits and like just stepping back and going, all right, maybe I know nothing. Yeah. Really into perspective, like what's next and how do we how do how do we problem solve? Totally, yeah. What do you think is next for Ken Pilates? Do you see opening up more locations? I am open to the idea, but I'm also currently exploring with potentially going online again. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of following met me online and I had the um, on-demand program and I had some subscribers, but as soon as things started to open up again, they went back to the studios. But now I want to introduce something new and a new method, but and bring, bring it out to other people. Um, but yeah, I'm always open to expansion and just keep the method alive and <laughs> try new things, keep learning new things. <laughs> yes, yes. What has been the most exciting part or the the biggest like moment of this past year of owning your studio? Oh my God, there's been so many moments. Um, can I say two? I think there were yeah. two um, that were like, oh, wow. One was having my holiday dinner with my staff. There were two of them missing that day. But it was nice to see that everybody in there is, if they for a second, I feel like I was looking at myself in different mirrors in a good way. Wow. And everybody in there was just, I've, I'm, I'm so grateful to, they represent me and my brand to their fullest because everyone's just great. Um, 
So seeing them all like getting along really nicely, um, understanding what like seeing uh, seeing that they see my vision too and they're willing to put it out there was an amazing moment of gratitude. Um, and then we won an award a lot from Hoboken Girl, which is our local news here in Hoboken, and which for some people might mean nothing, but for me. Just the fact that we were able to make, and not only we won like best Pilates studio, we also won best new breakout business. And to wow. under, you know, so I was like, oh wow, like there were so many businesses that opened this year, and here we are. Um, and it hasn't even been a year, so that really made me see how much of an influence we are within our community. And by we, I mean we, as in like every person that was at the dinner table. Um, oh. so it's my biggest uh, moment that's incredible well congratulations on that thank you um, the, the flowers that I needed for all the sleepless nights yes 30 pounds I gained <laughs> just like okay it was worth it <laughs> yeah sometimes it feels like you're working towards nothing um, I know yeah can you talk a little bit about that like how do you get through those moments? Because I know exactly what you're talking about when you're just in a low point of like, should I really keep doing this? Is it working? I call it my hamster wheel. I When I'm on my hamster wheel, I'm on hamster wheel mode. I let everybody know that I'm on hamster wheel mode. And it's like, okay, I'm on hamster wheel. I'm like, I think once people understand that concept when I say hamster wheel, they right away understand, okay, you might need some help because I have a hard time asking for help. Um, yeah. But that's my way of asking, okay, everything is so monotone, nothing's happening, I'm working so much and I'm just running in my little wheel, drinking my little water, having my little food. Like it's just hamster wheel mode. And when you're on the hamster wheel for a while, it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> um, help. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. And then when I feel like there's nothing that I'm working towards, there are little moments of um, gratitude, practicing gratitude every day. Like I've seen that a client and I'm working with one person one-on-one -on -one, is able to now touch their toes or mm -hmm. mom is able to just like pick up their kids now or wear a dress after not wearing a dress in a long time or yeah. little things saying that like, somebody that had no friends there's a whole friend group that came out of the studio and they're all hang out without me oh. which is great no I'm, it's better if we don't um, i get them no it's fine um but which is great like seeing the little things that are coming out of the our labor and and our labor of love um mm -hmm. and being and practicing gratitude while that's one while i'm at on that hamster wheel makes sure i keep going versus yeah. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's easy. It's easy when you're on the wheel to feel like you're going to crash and burn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's nice to it's nice to take those little breaks and be like, oh, my gosh. Wow. Like, look at all of these people that are having a good time in class or, yeah, all the little wins that your clients have are just you got to take the time and like celebrate that and really even if it's small so do it and if it's small even if like oh something so small like might you serve a bottle of moet <laughs> yeah <laughs> why not like 
celebrate the small little good things. And that's going to make sure that when you are on the wheel and you're about to crash and burn, you're able to like look past whatever is in front of you and then expand and see the things that you have done before and what you can do moving on from. So like giving hours and understanding that you should be proud for your work. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And was this the first, or is this experience the first time that you have managed a team? No. Okay. So before, before, um, before like COVID, I was, I opened my own dance company. I wanted to make them really give into my creative side. I love making dances. I love storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not a person of many words. I don't know. You really got me talking today. <laughs> um, for me, like making dance is the best way to like put everything that goes on my head out on stage, right? So I was making dance and I started this company. And it's funny enough, one of the dancers in there is now my manager. And then another one is working it. Like it's the same group. Um, I understood that culture of like, of leadership and what it meant to just, be there but not be them or like not you know just just be mm-hmm. there um that's what we were able to like learn choreography quickly in one day like just be, get the show rolling even if a glass candle breaks on stage and you might get caught um just knowing that collectively the group can um understand each other and communicate one another really taught me a lot on how to run this and yeah it's just dance helped me do that you yeah. know hang out with the girls and get a project in mind together practice rehearse it get it down to where it's presentable and then show it yeah I think that's really interesting that leadership experience from dance because you have your choreography you're teaching it you're explaining it the dancers do it but every dancer is not necessarily going to do it exactly the same they might mess up they might do this or that and as a leader for running a business leader of a team it's the same thing you you have a goal in mind of what you need to accomplish but your employees or your team's way of doing it might not be exactly what you think it is it should be or what you want it to look like. And I think that's really cool that you've been able to kind of like let go of that control because that's the whole point of being a leader, right? Like letting the people do things the way that they want to do to achieve a common goal. You don't need to be micromanaging them, right? I've been pretty much living in Viore for the past, I don't know, three or four years. Pretty much ever since I found out about this company, I've been living in their clothes. I really, really love the daily legging. It has the uh, little tie string in front. So comfortable, so soft. The material and the quality is incredible on the Viore leggings. Um, My husband really loves their joggers. Hugely popular among the men in my life as well. 
and I also really love their bras. I feel like they're super soft but not like too constrictive, uh, but they also keep everything in very supportive. The material, the quality is incredible on literally everything Viore makes and what I also love is it really lasts for a long time. So I've had several pairs of the daily legging for like I said probably going on four years at this point and you know the inseam is all there nothing is coming apart they don't scratch or get holes um, and that's really important to me because I live in active wear and I can't have my leggings falling apart where they've got outerwear very cute jackets and hoodies um, sleepwear loungewear really just all the things for comfort and activity and movement so you guys you're gonna get 20% off your viewery order just use the link in the description of this podcast again you're gonna get 20% off use the link in the description highly recommend literally anything from viewery I am obsessed uh, if you watch my workout videos if you watch my classes you'll notice that I'm pretty much always wearing Viore so go and get you a cute set or a cute jacket or a pair of joggers something cozy um and yeah use the link in the description oh and yeah no because I do not like to be micromanaged so I refuse to like be that person like that's my biggest thing I try my best even when like people make mistakes um, my staff make mistakes, my friends make mistakes. It's a matter of understanding. They might be going through something. They might not be aware that they're doing that. Um, it might, it might not, it might mean a lot to me. It might mean nothing to them. So I like try not to put myself in a position in which my head is heated and like the ego takes over. The you know that ego takes over. Um, mm-hmm. but. Overall, like I'm seeing, I'm noticing that if I have a vision and I want to get there, there's little tasks and problems that must be solved. And the best way to get to that vision might be to delegate those yeah. tasks and find and, and, and help them improve their own problem solving skills. And, yeah. and it's not a matter of like, and I don't see it as like, okay, I know we're all, I know my company is going to grow and evolve and I, I feel like crying. I know my babies are going to leave me and they're going to grow and be the beautiful flowers they are. Um, but just knowing that like they've been able to um, learn something from this experience is already life changing. Um, yeah. So let them learn and problem solve and grow on their own. Even if... That and goal ambition I might get there faster if I delegate that and let them figure it out yeah absolutely (laughs) manager my manager's dancing lover she's one of my closest friends she's still a professional dancer um if you all have a time to catch it at the Joyce Theater in Chelsea she'll be dancing with Momix she works so hard she's amazing and she's just a diva um and because of her dance schedule, I need to just like, instead of me, oh, why isn't this done then? I understand where her schedule's at. And I know that if she's going to get something done at 1 a.m., she's going to get something done at 1 a.m. Sometimes like I have to like, just catch her when she's there. So I'm like chasing after her <laughs> to make sure that it's <laughs> at 1 a.m. 
But knowing how she works, knowing that she will deliver and knowing that I know she'll get, she'll finish the product. I don't need to be on top of it. I can just let her do her thing. And yeah. I think that, that many companies started to like realize um, during COVID, like even like outside from fitness, like you can work from home, just get the work done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hearing like leading with empathy. And what I mean by that is like having empathy for everyone that's working for you's life and, you know, things that they have going on, but also, you know, like trusting that they will, that they like share the same goals as you and can get the job done, which I think, yeah, a lot of companies have started to do that but it's important to keep in mind as a, as a leader or as an owner or manager, whatever you are that, you know, you know, make sure that you've got the people around you that you can trust and then give them that independence. It comes down to trust. Yeah. I know my manager herself, like we were dancing together, like we trusted each other with our body for me to toss her in the mm -hmm. air. So that's like that trust it's beyond um the, um, you know, the psychological one is also a physical trust. Like we go out dancing, I'm tossing her around. So I think trust is the biggest thing. Like I know how you work. It's like just how, like what I mentioned earlier with my partner, like I know, I know what I am. I know who you are. Are we yeah. going to do this or not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to meet people that know who they are and what they bring to the table. And then this is who I am and what I bring to the table you're in or you're out. Pick one. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. So what is your current workout routine right now, given that you've got this Pilates studio, but you also do some of your own things on the, the outside or outside of the Pilates studio? Well, I emptied up after I noticed that I started getting some weight, which nothing wrong, you know, my man likes it like that, but I like to be comfortable in a certain way. Like, the face my way I mean the way my, the way that my face looks when I'm a certain way it's the way that I want my face to look right so it's nothing to do with weight overall it's just how I feel and how I feel my best um because I've been dancing for so long like I need I feel like this is where I've been and this is where I want to be and this is where I'm happy right um I cranked up the heat and I just do everything because once again, just like my method is based on cross training, I want to do everything. I went to the Hamptons with one, with one of my instructors over for a like short weekend. That was like my first time off ever. And we took us some Tracy Anderson classes. That was so much was dying the best way, overconfident. No, I almost vomited. It was great. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I'll go to berries here and there. And I think of berries for me as a fitness test because I don't run as much. Now mm -hmm. I'm getting to it. If anything, I'm doing incline walks. That's something that I'm incorporating a lot for cardio. And in the treadmill is where I do my best work too. Like when it comes to admin, I can, yeah. I had to learn what works for me as a person. I've been standing up my whole life. That's why I gave up the coding because all of a sudden now I'm sitting down and I'm like, okay, great. This is not me. I got to stand up and do things. Yeah. Um, um, so on the treadmill, I got on the treadmill, like let's say 
15 on an incline, like 2.5 miles per hour, just like walking slowly, like a whole hike for 30 minutes, um, get my work done there. I train with my trainer and something that I love about the trainer is not the fact that he's giving me like a workout only because I could just go to Barry's for that or go to F45 for that. Yeah. Working with somebody that knows their craft and know where the body and functionality of the body should be and that it's physiology um, just helps you slow things down and having that set of eyes gives you that perspective of like, okay, this is where I should be working, what I should be aiming towards. So then the homework begins. So I see my trainer like once, twice a week, but then I make sure that what we did in that hour doesn't end there. I come back to the gym the next day. Then I try it on my own. Maybe I go a little higher on the way. I see how I feel. Um, yeah. And yeah, what else? Oh my God. And then my favorite, this is how I did not kill my partner. Yoga. I go to a studio doing real high yoga. <laughs> um, there was just something like every Thursday that was like our date. He was he knew to not talk to me until that class happened on Thursday. Like that was ready for him on the weekends. It was like oh, that was our moment because something about the heat and the stretching and then yeah. this aspect is to just let all my demons and sweat on that mat to yes. It slowed down the damn wheel, you yeah. know. You go and then the wheels just stop because you have nothing left. You thought you're gonna crash and burn. Well, you're in a class that's gonna crash and burn you. <laughs> and my class, like, okay, so now that that happened, now what? Um, yeah, pushing my body to that extreme in the heat and stretching, and then it just feels good overall for my hips since I'm standing all day. Yeah, um, but yeah, that I think that's my routine right now, and then I hop into my instructor's classes here and there nice and how often are you teaching I am mostly teaching privates then I used to do group classes because again I have to we made the baby we gotta watch the baby grow and yeah. I can grow the baby if I'm able to let the baby make its own mistakes <laughs> that's the only way that it's gonna grow so I have to disassociate from being in the studio all the time teaching group classes. Um, but I teach like, what, like twice a week for the group. And then I'm teaching every day, Monday through Friday, most likely private clientele. Wow. And are you accepting new private clients currently? Yes, I am. <laughs> so, yeah, I love working with privates because they are case studies. Um, and that's how I go up and tweak their routines. So I work with a lot of injuries um, and excuse me, a lot of post rehabilitation page like clients. And let's say I made a routine, it's out in the world, the instructors are teaching it. And then this one client comes in and this person has a herniated disc and I'm teaching this routine to her and I'm like, huh, this is not gonna work. Let's try this. It's always like a game for me to play client, um, to work one-on-one -on -one because I get to step out of my own body and step into theirs and see how they function and then take what this person brings into the method and put it into the group classes. So I love yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so if, if someone wants to book a private with you, how can they do that? Definitely. So just go to campylatis.com and all the info is there. You can also just send us an email, contact at campylatis.com. And 
let us know what days and times you're interested in coming in and then we'll set you up with a schedule with me or Sunny, who is a star. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Nice. Awesome. Um, amazing. And then and then you do the two group classes a week as well. Yeah, I'm teaching Fridays and oh Sundays and Wednesdays. So three times a week. Like gotcha. here and there. But okay. Well, we'll put a link to the schedule and the website and all of that in the description. Don't you worry. <laughs> so everyone in Hoboken or in Manhattan, you can take the train, uh, can go check out Kim Pilates. Um, amazing. I wanted to touch on Pilates as like rehabilitation, because I think that's really interesting. I think a lot of people are starting to, if they're injured or if they're getting back into movement, going to Pilates. Do you find that that has really worked for people that have injuries and that they're able to like really rehabilitate? I, I know I have the low impact, the, you know, all the small movements, building up the stabilizer muscles, like really helps but I'm curious to get your perspective. Yeah, um, definitely it helps a lot with low impact being at its course. The fact that we can easily modify movement to the best of this person's ability. Um, so the whole goal is to facilitate the healing process and yeah. avoid them getting hurt again. Like if you have herniated this, you might deal with that for, a, you know, uh, there's some things that you just might just have to um but how do we avoid it how do you make exercise more accessible to you so I think what Pilates does best for me personally and my private clients the way I teach it and the way I see it that it's us it just brings a sense of awareness like starting on the floor just being on the floor and understanding this is there this is here this is how that works how can I move through that? And even with having my injury, how can I keep moving? Um, so it comes down to, it's not like I'm going to heal you. It's very like, let's make movement accessible for you. So even on small everyday life things, like reaching over for something on your pantry, it's, if there's like, why don't you have a little step to Like, it's just movement should just be accessible. Um mm -hmm. That facilitates overall your healing process, whether you're going to an acupuncturist after you come see me or you're doing um, PMF therapy or cryotherapy or, or going to physical therapy or getting shots, like whatever it is, the idea is to not make it worse. And Pilates really makes room for that. Just how can we keep you moving as in your body as it's healthiest and give you the awareness for you to know what you can and cannot do. Yeah. But, I think that's so key because, yeah, that's where a lot of injuries come from is like not necessarily knowing the body right and then doing some sort of exercise or move or just doing something in your day-to-day -day life that's like out of the ordinary and then all of a sudden you like tear a ligament or yeah, you do something crazy and it's annoying, but building that awareness through Pilates, through yoga, really being mindful of your body and alignment and all that stuff is huge for preventing future injury. 
And then there's certain things like muscular stuff that we can just correct with certain muscular exercises. Um, like, you know, your hips aren't even, let's work on that. Like there's just things here and there that the body needs to just, like you said, find that alignment. Um, yeah. That's about it. Just proprioception and awareness will take people places. Yes. Uh, what would you say to anyone who is nervous about trying Pilates or even trying like one of your classes? Definitely, I recommend find an instructor. I should be selling myself over here, but find anyone. And then if you don't like that person, give another person a try. Yeah. It all comes, if you didn't like that Pilates session, it was your first one, it was not for you, try someone new. Don't stop there. Because it all comes down to your match and the way that you communicate with that person and let's see if that person is here to help you and you like the way they train. So it all comes down to who's delivering the session. And if you like that, I'm nice, like dating. So I, I see a pattern of people trying Pilates for the first time. And they were like, oh, I hated it. I will never do that again. They have my leg up here and there. And versus like, if you were to turn with somebody else that had an energy that was able to help like go at your level and see you in the eye and say, let's move from here. Because I know this is what you like. Um, find your match. And then from there, you'll fall in love with it. That's my one recommendation to get clear with your doctor and everything and know what injuries you might have. And then for my classes, I recommend that you have done some Pilates classes before. <laughs> <laughs> but, or if you wanna try Pilates and you do a, and you do cross training already and you never done Pilates and this is something you wanna add and try, if you're already a fit person, jump into my classes and you'll have a great time. Yeah, I always say I teach reformer and I, I always keep my class like the level of the class for the, you know, the most advanced person in the class. So the class is going to be really, really hard, but there's a lot of modifications along the way. There's a lot of ways to make a challenging move a lot simpler, a lot easier. And, um, and it's great because then the person who's been coming every day for years is challenged, but also someone who's brand new, never been on a machine before can come in and feel confident and feel like they got a good exercise. So. Homer can be intimidating for newbies. Uh, I you know. It's intimidating. I love it. Very so intimidating. <laughs> how it is intimidating. I feel like I try to think think of what people think of the reformer when they see it. And I think of it as the mega reformer when I first saw it. I was like, what is this? And why is it so dark in here? I'm going to face plant my ass on the floor. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's intimidating. So just, I think people overall, like if you go into a place, you felt challenged, you got your money's worth. Yeah. So always great to curate in my head to the most advanced because those are the people that are going to keep coming back. And yeah. those are your clients. Um, that's how I see it. I have I see so many. I have members that are in there six times a week. I cannot teach them the same thing. I can like yeah. <laughs> up all the time. Um, but yeah, as soon, that's why we take so much time crafting these routines because it shows the instructors how 
to make it less than, if you need to take off the ankle weights, if you need to take off the strap, if you need to take off the band, the movement, once again, is accessible to you. You just want to yeah. make it accessible. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Make movement accessible to you. That's amazing. Uh, Ken, I am so happy and excited for you and all the things that you have been doing and working on. And I'm sure Ken Pilates is just going to keep winning awards and expanding and growing and all the things. Um, it was yeah. so, so, so great to talk to you. I'm so grateful <laughs> and so proud of you. And I hope you feel proud of this platform you're building and the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go leave a rating review wherever you're listening. Make sure that you are following us on Instagram. It is at makemoves underscore pod to stay up to date with the latest episodes, find out about merch and events and all of the things. I will see you next time. Have a great rest of your week.